0: evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hyde, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke?
1: Hello, folks.
0: And guys, welcome back to another episode of your favorite show. As always, we're going to start with I think and I know, but this is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to do an I know For the both of us.
1: Which I appreciate because I don't have to sit here thinking about one the entire time you talk.
0: As per usual, I'm glad that I can alleviate and reduce your anxiety level just a little bit. I appreciate that. That's what I'm here for, man. Nurse, therapeutic, it's who I am, sir. I know that Tuesday morning when Luke and I walked into work, I guess for me it was Wednesday because I was off Tuesday, but for Luke it was probably Tuesday morning, Mm -hmm. that we were asked by all sorts of coworkers our thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers situation, because here at South Georgia Curtain, we are the experts on the topic in the area in which we work, in, in which we live. 100%. So we're going we're gonna to break that down for you real quick. I will start, because this still is in the I think and I know, so yeah. let you gather your thoughts. Oh,
1: I appreciate that.
0: It's obviously tragic that Aaron's lost for this season. Um, for me, this isn't like when Brett Favre left, where I was going to be adamantly ruining against him, at least... On the Vikings, I were really against him. On the Jets, I think I was kind of eh. I didn't really care, um, but I didn't really have any, any animosity towards Aaron heading into this season. He looked really rejuvenated and happy on hard knocks. And as I've said to a lot of people, and as I said to my coworkers when they asked, you know, Aaron Rodgers was my quarterback in some of the most pivotal years of my life. You know, we use sports as a distraction, and Aaron was my quarterback through ending high school through going to three different colleges, starting my career as a nurse, all sorts of stuff in my personal life, um, you know, through COVID. And the product that he put on the field in his heyday was just such a glorious distraction for whatever was going on. I mean, I think we all have times in life when we got something going on and we just need a little something. You just need something to let you know that things are going to be okay. You just need a little oomph. And... I could carry on for 10 more minutes telling you specific examples of what was going on in my life and what Aaron did and what this team did to just give me what I needed. So I was really sad that this opportunity, or at least for this season, has been cut short because I think that him and those guys, Garrett Wilson, even Cobb and Lazard, just a lot of those those Jets teammates, they were gonna do something special. But I don't think this is the end. And I don't think that Aaron is gonna abandon the team this season. I think that we saw him coaching the hell out of Zach Wilson in the preseason and being up with all the guys, right? I mean, you saw him when Xavier, whatever his name is, Xavier Gibson, the Mm -hmm. rookie of that punt return touchdown, you know, crazy. And in the preseason stuff too, like he, he's going to be there for them and coming back from an Achilles at 40 is no easy task and, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to come back next year and be a top five quarterback. That might be an ask, but if you think this is how Aaron is going to go out, barring a setback, you don't know Aaron Rodgers.
1: Oh man, that was good. That was good. I, you brought up a lot of, a lot of points. I wanted to, but that's okay. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, I think like you touched on, Aaron was such an important part of our lives, right? Still is to a certain extent, um, Saw us through so much, our entire high school career as well, technically. Yeah, we could be
0: cocky pricks the entire time because of Aaron. (laughs) Thank you, sir.
1: Greatly appreciated. Um, You know, I remember uh, watching the Super Bowl, right? I watched the Super Bowl, that 2010 Super Bowl. I just started dating my now wife not too long before that. What is that, six, seven months earlier? Um, What a good time. Right, in the living room of the house I now own. So it's... Yeah, it's a little wild to think kind of how far we've come as people, right? But we had kind of one constant every Sunday in the fall. And that was Aaron Rodgers. And with Aaron Rodgers, you know you always have a chance, right? Even through his down years, which really has only been like a year and a half technically, you knew you always had a chance for something magical and special to happen. Yeah. Right. And I think just having that hope. Has been something that has probably carried a lot of fans through a lot of tough times, like you're saying, and just makes the season more fun, makes being a fan more fun, when you know that you have a chance. You know you are not the Bears, right? You are not. You are not the Bears. You are not the Lions pre last year, right? Where you just kind of go into another, this is gonna suck. You're trying to find something to be happy about. It's like, no, we're gonna win. We're gonna win a lot, and it's gonna look awesome because we have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time doing it right Um, so I think to see him go down the way he did it kind of hurt man like that was rough because you knew something was wrong right? so he was kind of gingerly getting back up and then when he sat down again on the field I was like oh no he doesn't just do that right we've seen him play through a ton of pain and come back from crazy injuries and crazy pain right that Bears game Huge example. He comes back all drugged up on whatever he was drugged up on. Port all <laughs> helps. Yeah. <laughs> Just slinging it for that comeback. Right. And it's, you knew something was wrong. And, and at this point in his career, it would not take much to end it. Right. Potentially. And we are definitely in that territory. I think you're, you're 100% spot on. He's going to do everything he can. And he said something today, I think, on the McAfee show. I think it was today talked about how he saw some good timelines potentially for himself. And they asked him, i of like, oh, are, you gonna, are you talking about coming back this year? And he's like, well, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm coming back this year. But like KG said, anything is possible. There's no way you can come back from a torn Achilles in three months. Right? But if we both know one thing, it's Aaron Rodgers going to damn well try. He is, 100%. 100%. So I think... Like you said, I was looking forward on some level to seeing kind of what he could do with the Jets, right? It's a real double-edged sword because selfishly, we want a better pick, right? We wanted him to play 65% of the snaps. Not going to get there. And the team to suck, Mm -hmm. right? Which realistically wasn't going to be possible for them to be actually bad and him play the whole season. Correct. But there was something, especially watching Hard Knocks, there was... Not even just him being rejuvenated, but it was so interesting to see another fan base and more people, more teammates, kind of understand Aaron Rodgers better. Like, when he showed up to Jets training camp, that was electric, right? Different energy. All the players could feel it. The players talked about in Hard Knocks, how like, hey, this dude isn't what we thought he was going to be. This is a really good guy. Like, he's a great teammate. He's a great leader. He took Zach Wilson under his... Under his wing after a terrible year from Zach last year. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Where his own teammates were were trying to kick him while he was down. And rightfully so in a lot of cases. But Aaron and Zach have a good relationship. And he kind of made a point that, okay, Zach is my heir apparent. Which is something he didn't have to do. Right? We already know he's good with heir parents with Jordan. He's done a great job with Jordan. Agreed. But it was just sad to see something with so much hype and how excited those Jets fans were, right? He carried the flag in
0: Yeah, on did.
1: 9-11, right? That was huge. They were going crazy. And then four terrible plays later, and each one was terrible. Yeah, man, that's and something. That sorry,
0: I don't mean to cut no, you off. No, you're good. But you're that's good. that's something they pointed out in Hard Knocks and had, had been a talking point was just how bad the Jets' offensive line was. I think that's another big reason. Why the Bakhtiari trade rumors came around, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, let's get Aaron another one of his boys. Like, you know, they didn't they didn't really need Randall Cobb. No. You could say they didn't really need Alan Lazard either. I could believe that. But, I mean, they were saying that offensive line was an issue. And even before the play where Aaron went down, he was running for his life. And the rest of the game, mm-hmm. so was Zach Wilson. So maybe we'll get to see another Packer quarterback play for them this season because Tim Boyle is not a backup.
1: Timmy Boyle. Call Kurt Benkert. See what he's doing. He's
0: posting videos of the best playbooks in the new Madden, so he's doing he's doing God's work too.
1: He is, and he's trying to sell his like his uh, football school thing he's got going on. I'm probably gonna buy it one night. Yeah, I, honestly, no shame, no shame. Um, yeah, it's that offensive line is so bad. They did they put so much effort into that team, where the rest of the team is awesome, right? You have multiple good running backs, even without Davin Cook, Michael Carter is a pretty good running back to be your number two. Right. You have Garrett Wilson, who was gonna be a star this year with Aaron. Because I think Aaron would have gone full Devante with him. I truly do. Um obviously that defense is is really good and has a lot of really young talent, right? Which
0: Robert Sala,
1: as we know,
0: knows how to get the best out of his players. He does. Yeah. And when
1: you have good players, it's gonna be scary. And right. they're,
0: you're, they're young, too. I mean, you got, like, Amos back there, but that's a Quentin Williams, Sauce, Williams' brother. I mean, they got young talent. They this do. team is only going to get
1: better. Right, and they Aaron's just going to be that kind of stately veteran captain to kind of steer the ship and show up and be magical once in a while when they needed it. I felt like that was kind of going to be the game plan. Um, yeah, he, he didn't need to be, like,
0: game manager, again, sounds insulting for Aaron Rodgers, but he didn't need to have a lot of his Packer heroics with how this team was constructed.
1: Yeah, he just needed to pull them out every once in a while type of thing, get them over the hump. Um, they just needed not Joe Flacco or Mike White or Zach Wilson to play quarterback, basically, and they would have done awesome last year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just sad thing to see, and I think uh, obviously it sounds like he's going to try his absolute damnedest to get back, which is no shock, right? There was a split second, I'm like, man, is this it? Is he done? Because if we just watch the end of Aaron Rodgers' career, I'm going to be very sad about that. But I'm glad to hear that he's he's going to try to work back, and I think he definitely tries to give it one more year for sure.
0: I know you listen, Aaron, so you should just know it. South of Chitter Curtain, we're rooting for you, buddy.
1: We absolutely are.
0: We had to touch on that. But there's, there's something else we need to touch on today too. Oh, boy. I don't know if you guys heard. But the Bears still suck. <laughs> our Green Bay Packers going to Chicago with a Bears team that I think was feeling pretty confident.
1: Oh, God, they were cocky for well, no reason, oh but they were.
0: Hell out of Bear fans. And there might be some of you listening to this show that happened to be you know part of that group.
1: <laughs>
0: probably a little sad, probably a little salty, probably a little nervous about what's about to come, and as you should be. Because our Green Bay Packers went into Soldier Field and spanked the shit out of the Bears. 38-20. to 20. Aaron wasn't wearing a Packers uniform, but it looked like he was, because Jordan Love, straight out bald. Do you know who is the uh, the NFL's highest-rated passer currently, Luke?
1: Uh, I believe that would be one Jordan Love. Hmm. I'm loving the sound of that. And honestly, of all stats to lead the league in after week one, that is the most Rodgers-esque one to lead the league in, so I love it. I see what you did there.
0: And I loved it, too. Should we just
1: keep a count on how many times you
0: make love puns oh, tonight?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, how many intentional or unintentional?
0: Doesn't matter. I'm loving them either way. I mean, where do we even begin with this
1: game? Where do you want to start? Oh, God. Um, well, I would let's just start with the offense. All right. right? Let, let's kind of get it out of the way. If I may. Go for it.
0: I, uh, I've connected with one of our fans lately, and I, I gave him a little teaser for the show that I wanted to expand something I've hit before. I once asked, you know, or I guess maybe I didn't ask, but in the poem, you know, Romeo, Romeo, Rafael, Romeo, in the FNN zone. That's where he is. Twice? <laughs> Twice? Are you kidding me? Was that was that Devontae out there? I mean, that, that one in the corner? Sir. That was pretty. Sir. I, I don't know what it is about, like, the beard and the charm he has, man, but there is something special. We, we heard all offseason about how him and Jordan Love, you know, were were. Playing catch in the off season, running routes, getting in sync. After after all, last season was Christian Watson, and previous to the season it was all Romeo Dobbs. Right, he was lighting up training camp. He was the preseason darling, and then with the injuries, we saw a little bit early. He had a few nice catches, but he kind of trailed off. Especially, I believe it was an ankle injury later in nope. the season.
1: Kind of seemed to linger on him. <sighs> it's the season
0: of love, and and Romeo is back, baby. Oh my gosh!
1: I love that you started there. Love that you started there. Yeah, he looked good. And it's we should remind everybody, he was on a pitch count, right? I yep. think he had the third or fourth most snaps at wideout. He was on a
0: pitch count
1: and did that. Which is that actually brings up something I wanna I wanna mention in just a second. But Romeo, I he looked really good. He looked really impressive, nice routes, good hands. Really, he was exactly the guy we've been talking about, right? Christian Watson's gonna take the top off the defense and do all the the flashy fun stuff. But Romeo's going to kill you with that in that in route. They just kind of jump over you,
0: and you expect that in a game where you have Christian Watson. Maybe I shouldn't even say you expect that because it was still it was surprising. You know, we knew he was good, but that performance it was great to see. But I would have not been betting on that. And no. you didn't have Christian Watson taking the top off the defense.
1: Nope.
0: You have unproven rookie Jaden Reed and unproven rookie Luke Musgrave and Samari Toure who's unproven as well pretty much yeah I mean we have guys that we believe in and we're believing in their upside but upside is just projection Mm -hmm. we haven't seen these guys do it so if you are the Bears and you are game planning you crowd the box and then you make sure you put Jalen Johnson on Romeo Dobbs and you shut him down right maybe you even shade the safety over to him like that's the number one target in this offense right and it didn't
1: matter yeah, he looks really good. He looked really good, and he excelled at the things that we're gonna need him to excel at. I Amen.
0: think. Amen. And just running through that receiver room, Jaden Reed, Mister Third he Down. Looked
1: good. He looked good.
0: There was at least one of them. I'm gonna to toot my own horn, where he went up and caught over Bears defender who was probably bigger than him.
1: Jaden Reed, Boston oh. people. Well, that's because Jaden Reed is legitimately like an outside receiver, just short. Like he, I, he is such an interesting player athletically and play style wise because they don't match stature at all at all he's and i love it he is the
0: new pre-cte antonio brown antonio brown i'm gonna say it now
1: this this
0: guy is a steal
1: i mean i will mention that at in our draft recap i literally brought up antonio brown as a comp as, as kind of like a crazy out there one but I, he's got it i mean he can do it he's a, a small guy that can play outside can get physical despite his stature i I love it, and I think with all these guys, this is just the surface. We're going to see so much more throughout the season. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs, obviously, but, yeah, love it. I do have a question for you, though. What receiver, and you may have already seen this, but what receiver led the team in snaps? I knew you were going to do something like that. All right, so it wasn't Romeo. It
0: wasn't Christian Watson. I know that. (laughs) Two for two. I'm going to say Jaden Reed. No. Samore? No. Oh, God. It was that slow guy, wasn't it? <laughs> Don Tavian He was on the field a lot and he had a few catches. I thought he looked. No, good. he had zero catches. Oh, never mind. Two targets.
1: Targets. So I mean, at least the ball went his way. But let's talk about for a second that he was trusted to be on the field that much more than anybody else. Coaches clearly like him. Probably means he's a good blocker.
0: And people are like, oh, who's anybody else? I mean. Samari Toure is mentioned in every single press conference without being brought up. It's like, how do you think about the defensive backs? Well, Samari Toure
1: <laughs> right. has been doing work. And it's not even just like... you got to think of how the snaps came, right? Because it's not that he was filling in for Dobbs, so whenever Dobbs wasn't on the field, he was on the field, right? Yeah, it he, was he, just like trips. He was out there. He was always out there. Mm-hmm. Always. So super interesting that they have that much trust in him. Nothing happened because of it, but I do... Like that, and I think that means we're going to be seeing a lot of him going forward. I would like to just apologize. It should be of no
0: surprise, um especially when we hit the defense. I wasn't, I wasn't doing any substances. I promise, but I was pretty high all day, baby. I was pretty high. We'll get to Rauwunquay later. Yeah, we're, and Devontae White. Right oh, there, I got a lot more to say. Boys, but a lot like, more to say. That's that's why my memory's maybe a little foggy because that was just it was like uh, Minnesota all over again. That's what yeah, this was compares beautiful.
1: to. It was beautiful uh anybody else in the receiver room you want to talk about quick because i got some got some other stuff uh just does, does tight end count
0: yeah let's talk about tight ends i mean luke musgrave catching that after love fumbles the snap i'll blame josh Myers. i always will he uh somehow just like scrambles out gets the ball back and usually in that spot especially with a young you know relatively young quarterback right it's kind of his rookie year, it's not, but like his first year starting, you yeah. would think like, oh, just dive on the ball.
1: Dive on it or pick it up and just, just run as fast as you can, right? One of those two things is what I expected.
0: He has the wherewithal to just go throw a bomb to Luke
1: Musgrave, who kind of gets his feet tangled. We just we ran the play. That was the play. He just kept running it. That's uh, just awesome.
0: That tight end wheel to the opposite side never works in Madden, but absolutely beautiful. And we saw Musgrave's athleticism
1: throughout this game. Yeah, he looked good. I will bring up the not-to-be-a-W-downer. But I also brought up in the post-draft recap about Luke Musgrave will get you no yards after catch because he falls down a lot.
0: Okay, that listen, this was one thing. It was a weird play. I'll give you that. (laughs) I'll give you that on this one. But let's let's just see in Atlanta. You know, let's get more I'm with scientific you, man. I, information. More I, I data. I want to see it.
1: Yeah, bigger sample size. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to see it. But he definitely is the clumsiest, super athletic person I've probably ever seen on the field.
0: I just I can't I can't use that negative of a word with him right now. I just can't a little do clumsy. It. I'm not going to use He's that a little word. Clumsy. Not going to use
1: it. I love him as a player. I think the the sky's the limit if he can figure out how to balance.
0: I would make a prediction about what Ooh. he's going to do this week. But, um, you know, Josiah, don't don't know if he played. So I'm going to keep it kind of cool in my predictions.
1: I think uh real quick thing on Luke Musgrave. Let's hook him up with Jonathan Owens. Let's get him doing balance training with Simone Biles. That's all I'm saying.
0: Ooh. That's all I'm saying. That's why we kept Jonathan Owens over Tavares more Man, look at that IQ, Luke. Look at yes. you
1: thinking outside the box. Got to do what you got to do. Yes, sir. <laughs> let's talk about running backs. We'll save cor- uh, quarterback for last on the offense. I mean, we got Texas. some good and we we got some good and we got some bad. Let's honestly.
0: talk. Let's talk Texas, baby. Let's talk Texas. Let's talk the Texas route. One of my all-time favorite routes out of the running back position. We're gonna do a little Devin's Football 101 for you at home, folks. Texas route is a route that you run with your running back. Usually, most traditionally, when you're in the shotgun formation, mm-hmm. running back split in the side. Oftentimes in passing plays, you have the running back. This just runs basically to the sideline, just like a little flat route, almost like an arrow route. Now it's Andrew Corliss's favorite route, as you would always point out back yep. in the day. Just run a little and just a little dump off. It's Yeah, it's a very simple taking advantage of angles. You know, if running backs are fast, you would expect that if they're man coverage, you can beat the linebacker. Even if they're in the zone, probably a linebacker is going to be the closest defender to the running back at that point. So you're hoping to, you know, give him the ball in space, almost like a little screen, but with no blocking. So going off of that look, the running back breaks to the outside and then he bounces right back to the middle. Again, running backs, especially Aaron Jones, are going to have much better change of direction than your average linebacker, unless he's Quay Walker, which thankfully we have. So we don't have to worry about that. So Aaron Jones on this fourth and six, whatever it was.
1: Yeah, something like that. Fourth and three.
0: Fourth and three. Big play. Runs a Texas route. Goes out. Bakes back across the middle. Jordan Love throws him a perfect pass. And Aaron Jones does the rest.
1: Just outruns everybody.
0: And then pulls something. Pulls his hamstring on the play.
1: but still gets his way into the end zone. Yep, and runs into the tunnel. Yeah. He had such an incredible day. Which is very frustrating as well. Because he looks great on the first drive, right? We scored a touchdown. We tied the amount of opening drive touchdowns we scored all of last year, right? One is all we did last year. Well, it's all about love, baby. That's the difference. It is. Right? So he's in the game, marched on the field, scored a touchdown. Beautiful. Everybody's super happy, right? But you know. So then what do we do? If we're Matt LaFleur, what do we do next, Evan? Nah. That worked too well. Let's (laughs) not do that. They're going (laughs) to predict it. Let's just... More or less bench our best offensive player, not named David Bakhtiari, for essentially the rest of the half. Yeah, Just for funsies, right? We want to keep the game close. It's not fair if we use Aaron Jones all the time. And I'm not talking like he has to be out there every play. He can't be at this point, right? We know that. But not a single rush after that first drive. Not a single one. At in the rest he, of the first half. At least he made up for it in the second half, though. Oh, boy, did he ever. It Jones was like,
0: got the ball big time, and he was the difference maker.
1: 100%. I was like, oh, hey, yeah, we're not we're not really winning by a lot. We should probably like give him the ball. And then he scores immediately. Totally weird, bro. It's just, he's so good, man. How do you forget about him for a half?
0: I don't know. When we do our interview with Matt LaFleur, we can ask him that.
1: <sighs> we're going to have to, honestly. Um, that screen, phenomenal. Oh, uh. The block, oh, beautiful. the blocking. We had I mean, a double Josh team. Myers tried. Block. Josh Myers tried. We had wide receivers double teaming down the field. A lot of that the, is beautiful. A lot of play design in this game was yeah. exceptional. We we got to see some some Matty Lafleur, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Even if there was like a weird, there was a weird like option
0: pass. I like option. It was weird. We didn't ran ran work.
1: Th- we ran. No, it didn't. But it was fun. It was cool. Yeah, it was fun to it's see. a look you can you can work off of. And slightly off topic, but my absolute favorite. Part of the game it was when we did that super weird pistol look. Oh, Where we had like two fullbacks to the left essentially. Oh my god, I love it. Did we even have a receiver on the field? Maybe one. I think backside. We went super heavy, and we did yeah. that. It wasn't we just had, one play. It we was had like tight ends just everywhere.
0: And it wasn't just one play. It was like four, five, six. Yeah.
1: And I loved. it I love that formation. I love weird stuff like that. And with this offense, with the
0: pieces that we have, we always talk about the pieces, and how it's chess. We go super heavy. But this isn't teams of old where it means that you have Tyler Davis and Dominic Daphne out there. Sorry, oh, Tyler God. Davis. You, I kind of miss you still.
1: Not sorry to Dominic Daphne.
0: Not sorry to Dominic Daphne. But with these tight ends that we have, these pieces that we have, we can run that and we can hit play action. And we can mm-hmm. hit them in the mouth of play action with, with those personnel groupings.
1: Because you can still send Musgrave deep. And you can still
0: send Tup- Tucker Craft on a you know 5 or 10 yard route. He'll still Absolutely. do something. Absolutely. He's still a viable target in the passing game. It's
1: even Josiah. I mean, he's not like classic fullback, right? So he can he can at least do something. He can leak out there for nothing else. But I love that. I love all the weird stuff. Matt, give us more weird formations. I'm here for it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh,
0: he was asked at some point this week about how often Jordan like changed the play at the line. And it was like once or twice, like
1: barely. I think you said, um, if I remember right, once. But that was only because like we didn't get the play call in. That was exactly so you just had to it. call something. Yep. Which is awesome on multiple levels because then Jordan also has the wherewithal to just call a good play, right? We Mm. knew Aaron could do that. Just call a play. But Jordan, probably not as simple as that. But once again, outstanding. We should probably talk about AJ Dillon. Talk about all the good.
0: Yeah. You know, there were some stats that I saw on the Reddit, which make me feel a little bit better. AJ Dillon is the perfect Packer running back. He was he was made to play in Green Bay in the cold, which means in November and December. He just we've seen this last year too, you know, early in the season, he just doesn't look like himself and he just didn't have it, man. And we'll go to it later, but you know, we're gonna see how many snaps Aaron Jones gets this week if he even plays. So we definitely need a bounce back game from AJ Dillon. It just it didn't feel like the force that we've seen in the past. You just you hate seeing a power back like that be so indecisive and just not running behind his pads, bro. Yeah, not like powerful, just run somebody over. It it's almost like at some points, shades of Eddie Lacy. Not good Eddie Lacy, but like. Fatter and slower and then thinking he could juke people at Elacy. Like, I understand it's probably in the wheelhouse, but if if your trucking rating is like ninety and your juke is like sixty two, I'm hitting that truck stick every time. Every time.
1: Every time. So let's let's put some numbers to, to this, right? Do we have to? Yeah. Do you happen to remember them Because 'Cause I'm just gonna read them out. Really They're gonna be depressing. Okay, thirteen carries. How many yards? Twenty two. Man, you are optimistic, sir. Nineteen. Averaging one point five yards carry.
0: You know what we wanted to do? We really wanted to improve Jordan Love's during long confidence.
1: <laughs> Good thing he was elite at it. He but was. Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's so weird. He's just he's such a big guy, big strong guy, and then he just doesn't do anything with it. Right? It's like if you're playing basketball, right? And there's always that like six four, six five guy. And so he should he should get all the rebounds, right? And somehow he doesn't. He plays like he's five six, right? It's like just play with play with the body you have, right? Stop trying to do other stuff. Do what you can do that no one else can do. Aaron Jones can't be trucking linebackers all the time. AJ Dillon, you can, right? But what you can't do is the jukes and the spins and the squirt through the holes kind of got to stay in your lane. kind of got to stay in your lane. and he just he's so he just plods, right? It's not he's not a big strong Derrick Henry explosive violent runner. Right? He's not like that. But the problem is right now I don't know what he is. He's just kind of big and not particularly quick or agile or fast. He's not at Derrick Henry's level.
0: But if I was categorizing him, I think he's definitely a power back.
1: Well, he's power back, but he, like I said, he's not violent. right? Think, think of some other power backs, really. Even H. A. J. Dillon's good games. Think of some other power backs you want him to be like. Marshawn Lynch? Nope, not it. Not even close to the same play style,
0: right? Even Marion Barber. Thank you. Marion the Barbarian? Love that man. Rest in peace. Right?
1: He was Marshawn Lynch-like, essentially. But... Those are
0: violent power backs. What's frustrating, though, is that I get what you're saying. You're not wrong. But there are moments when we see Marshawn Light, like you see him run over people. We didn't see it today and we don't always see it, which is the weird thing, right? When you were making your basketball analogy, I was going to say, yeah, the 6'4 guy who doesn't go for rebounds. He doesn't have heart. He's a little bitch.
1: (laughs) All right. And, I was thinking of someone in particular when I when I was talking about that, and I, I don't mean, think they're going to appreciate that because they do listen. <laughs> well, sorry. Oh, God. Wait, don't tell me it's
0: James. If it is, I'm going to feel so bad. James, I love you. You're wonderful. You're not a little bitch. You're a wonderful person. I'm so happy you're in my life and a great supporter of the show. You just are probably too nice, as you always are, and you don't want to hurt that person's self-confidence by out-rebounding them. So is me- that what
1: we're saying with A.J. Dillon?
0: Maybe. He is a really nice guy.
1: Super. Mayor of Door County. Oh, I just hate using that
0: word. Disgusting. Nice, James is wonderful. Not nice. I'll switch the word. I just hate the word. Nice guy. It's disgusting. Anyways, but we see with AJ Dillon, like you see him in some games run over people. So he has it in him. It's just. It's almost like uh, it's like the Randy Moss factor, right? Like where Randy in some games like in the in the Raiders years, just like wouldn't show up. Run his run his route slow and whatnot. And I'm not saying that AJ Dillon lacks effort, but it's just like sometimes he got it, sometimes he don't. This would be a really good game for him to bounce back and going forward. We'll see how Aaron Jones' health is. But this is a contract year, man, and you need to show it. Just remember who you are. I do think he's more of a power back than you think.
1: No, he 100% is, but he just isn't most of the time.
0: Maybe he just needs to do some meditation. Look in the mirror. Look at his quads. Remember who he is. Just run somebody over. Just just go forward. You're getting three or four yards.
1: Patrick Taylor looked more powerful than A.J. Dillon did. And Patrick Taylor's a power back as well, I would say, if you had to categorize him. But he definitely looked more explosive and powerful than A.J. Dillon.
0: Actually, if we were categorizing Patrick Taylor, as per the Vikings podcast, Patrick Taylor is a folk hero. <laughs> Sir. If you remember that wonderful, wonderful do. story. Do. good. Can we move to quarterbacks and get off this nope. A.J. Dillon depression? Why? Offensive
1: line. Okay. Right? Yeah, they played. They did? And the best thing is, we don't really have much to talk about, right? Bakhtiari looked good, right? Elton looked good. Josh Myers looked meh, right? JRJ, that dude. He looked good. Zach Tom playing right tackle. Great. Can we rewind
0: with your all, let go? yeah, before the combine or after this? I said, I'm pretty sure this was the offensive line I said should be starting from day one. I'm pretty sure.
1: I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Thank you, sir. So, good job. They're Uh, playing well. They're playing well. Did we go up again much go up against much of a threat no but you should still dominate the people you should dominate and you
0: can still build confidence on stacking success 100 percent. there's no asterisk here you're still beating an NFL team you're still imposing your will I mean you do you you do something in life you're successful in it you're gonna feel good and that just builds confidence and hopefully we can keep that rolling
1: I completely agree, and realistically, you also just need more reps. I mean, Zach Tom, it's not like Zach Tom has played a ton with this group. And when he did it, he was kind of moving all over the place. So the more often you can get good quality reps as a team, the better your offensive line is going to be. But yeah, not much to say, which is awesome. Agreed. To love. To love.
0: If I ever meet Jordan Love, I hope I have a thermometer with me. I do. I do. Because I'm very curious as to what this man's body temperature is. Say he's a little chilly. He probably might be uh, borderline in hypothermia at all times because you cannot have ice in your veins and be at normal temperature. You see this guy in his first real start. I know I said first start before, and I was wrong. His first real start as a starter, where it's his team, it's his guys. And like you said, A.J. Dillon and all those carries, especially in the first half, piss poor. You're putting him in third and long, which is exactly the opposite thing of what you want to do. And you watch his facial expressions the entire time. There's no frustration. There's no fear. There's no anxiety. It's straight confidence. He stood in the pocket under some pressure by the bears. I mean, on some of those longer third downs, you do have to wait for the plays to develop. And as good as our offensive line played third and 10, third and 12, whatever it is, Teams are going to be able to push the pocket at some point. Jordan's pocket awareness was beautiful. He stayed in. He made some tough throws. And I mean, it was it was a better performance than I could have ever hoped for, which is not being indicative or negative of my opinion of him. He just looked amazing. And I loved Rashawn Gary after the game when Aaron Andrews is trying to interview him. And he said, Stop, stop playing with him. Stop playing with him. This is QB1. This is our guy. This is Jordan Love. This is our boy. And you could just tell how much the entire team rallies behind him and how excited all of them were for him, man. Like, we're going to ride or die with him. And again, it's just, it's wonderful to see. It was such a great game.
1: I agree. I agree. Obviously, it's not like we score a touchdown every drive or something, but. Overall, really good performance, and I think what you brought up about the team kind of getting behind him. This is Jay loves team, 100%, right? And following behind Aaron Rodgers, that's not an easy thing to do, but he's got everybody bought into him, which is not necessarily an easy feat in his shoes. No, um, not at all. I do want to bring up, have you watched any of the quarterback school before? I'm giving Luke a look. I know. I, it's kind of a rhetorical question. But so, for those of you that don't know, highly recommend watching Quarterback School by J.T. O'Sullivan former Packer, right, two thousand four. Um, who was a quarterback in the NFL, a journeyman, didn't really, you know, back career backup, basically. Like ten year though, he was. He was yeah, around he, was, a he was in the league for roughly ten years. Floated around, played for a million teams, um, including the Packers for at least a little stint. But he had, does breakdowns of. Different quarterbacks every week, right? It goes through kind of the all twenty-two footage and explains the the concepts of the offense and the route concepts and what the defense was doing and and all that kind of thing and what he liked and what he didn't like. I'll bring this up for two reasons. He did Justin Fields and Jordan Love's this week. Before I get into Jordan Love's, because I think he had some really key takeaways that helped me understand a little bit better. What you're seeing, what's good, what's bad, and even what was bad was also good at the same time. I don't know if you watched this episode or not.
0: I have not yet, but I know what it's, I'm doing with the rest of my night. Yeah,
1: oh, it's fascinating. It's only Jordan Love's only half an hour. Okay. Justin Fields is an hour, and I suggest maybe watching that one first because it's hilarious. He hates multiple Bears players. He hates Chase Claypool. Well, he I feel hates, like the whole country hates Chase Claypool. He does at this point. He hates Nate Davis, their right guard. He hates Cole Komet and just calls him a eligible tackle <laughs> multiple times <laughs> and says he's too slow. If he wants to come on the show sometime, JT, come on down. <laughs> and, and where I'm actually going with this, besides, just, it's hilarious to watch him just bash the, the Bears for an hour and be like, what are they doing? Like, this isn't a thing in football. What is this concept? What are these route trees they're doing? Um, The comparison between Jordan Love and Justin Fields is very, very stark. Right? And Justin Fields has a lot more experience under his belt. Yes. Jordan Love came into the league earlier, but he has played far less, far less reps. What you saw on Justin Fields' tape was that he really struggled with anticipation, trusting his eyes, reads, progressions. Uh, You know, most things that you need to do this whole quarterbacking thing at a high level where people would be wide open. He just, he just wouldn't see it or wouldn't turn it loose right into NFL windows. And then you watch Jordan loves and even on the plays he missed JTO Sullivan was talking about, but that's great anticipation. That's where the ball has to go receiver wise. And that's when it has to be released.
0: Yeah, you can miss a throw and still have made the right decision.
1: Correct. And that's it. It's about a lot, especially at young quarterbacks, about the process, right?
0: Yeah. Seeing your reads, going through your progression, knowing what the defense is doing, moving quickly.
1: Yeah. Are you reading it right? Do you start here? Do you look at the right spot? Are you looking linebackers off to create throwing windows, which he did incredibly well to Jane Reed? So, on Jane Reed's, I'm sure you saw this highlight, right? Where Jane Reed's coming across the field. And he's kind of going between the two inside backers. And Jordan Love stares to the right of one of the backers to draw him in. Basically to put both backers in the same spot. And he keeps staring right as Jaden Reed goes to the left of the inside backer. And keeps staring right as he throws the ball to the left to Jaden Reed. And on the broadcast, you think, oh, that ball's a little behind. Like maybe if he got it a foot further out in front, Jaden Reed can catch it and turn up field. You don't realize that my guy has thrown a no-look pass so the linebacker stays in his spot and has no idea the ball is going to go whizzing past him.
0: So what we call a no-scope. That's
1: extra embarrassing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And yeah, okay, so the pass could be a little bit better. Could have picked up a couple more yards. But that's phenomenal quarterback play. And the play doesn't happen if he doesn't look off the linebackers. Correct. Correct, because that linebacker, in this case especially, was Tremaine Edmonds. So you don't exactly want him trying to shadow read over that's window's gonna not be open at all, probably.
0: No, Tremaine Edmonds is six foot five and a problem, and he runs like a cornerback. So yes. yeah, that window gets closed
1: quick, very quickly. But just watching those two videos, astounding the difference. Because Jordan Love and he had a lot more time, obviously, because our D line destroyed theirs, their offensive line. Oh, we're going there. And our O line was great, but he was making the good decisions, and the ball was coming out on time, right. And I think I'm going to reference Justin Fields one more time, right? So that play you were talking about earlier, Devin, Mm -hmm. where you're talking about where the ball ends up on the ground and you know he had the wherewithal to pick it up and then do something, right? I would guarantee Justin Fields would not have made the same play. Oh, heavens no. He would have probably tried to run. Which probably would have worked great, realistically, right? That probably would have worked out fine for him. But Jordan Love, like you said, is... Cool as a cucumber, right? Ice in his veins, nice and calm, picked up that ball. It's like, oh, let me just throw to the wide open, dude, and execute the play as designed, right? Which is phenomenal to be able to keep your head on a swivel, keep your eyes up, and not panic under that situation. Uh, just incredible at times. And we're, we're saying that he looks amazing. And truthfully, I mean, he didn't look like prime Aaron Rodgers out there, right? There were still mistakes, still things that need to be cleaned up. But a lot of the pieces were there. It's just about consistency. Can you do this every time? right? Can you improve your accuracy a little bit? Um, There's one into Dobbs where you threw it a little high, and if Dobbs doesn't get a hand on it, that's a pick. Right? Mm -hmm. That's not great. But it was the right decision. The ball was thrown on time to the right spot.
0: Yeah, accuracy is not going to be perfect. Correct. And Rodgers wasn't his first year either. No. We should not. We should not be comparing like realistically you should not be comparing him to Rodgers. Like I know you were just saying it like about like how he didn't look like prime Rodgers. And he's probably not going to. Jordan Love could go win us four Super Bowls and be a wonderful MVP quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be, but he could still do that. And not like Prime Aaron Rodgers, because when he when he was on, there was nobody better.
1: No one ever has been. I don't know if anyone ever will be. I don't think so, honestly. Mm -mm. I think he's the greatest thrower of the football we'll ever see. Other than Matt Flynn. Obviously. For that one day. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That
0: reminds me. Pause real quick. I didn't tell you this. Okay. Real quick. So one of my buddies sent me a video. I don't know if it was on YouTube or if it was on a pregame show, but it was somebody that looks just like Jordan Love. Like It was a satire. You know, Dressed up in a Jordan Love jersey, running around saying like, oh, I'm number 10. I'm not as good as number 12, but they're trying to have me replace number 12. But I'm just number 10, so I'm not good enough. And I was like... Do you know, actually, who has the all-time record for passing yards and touchdowns in a game for the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, it's a number 10. Number it's 10. Matt Flynn. Maybe I should do some research before you put something like that together. How insulting. They should be fired immediately. Maybe their house is burned down.
1: The Matt Flynn slander. How dare you? <laughs> oh, boy. We'll go to defense. Let's go to defense. Jordan Love looked great. lot to see. Um, Looking forward to him having a little bit tougher test in the future, see what he's got. But the flashes were there. The skill is there. Hopefully our players can be there. We'll have somebody to throw to. it would be nice. This upcoming week. But, yeah, I, better than I expected, for sure. S- to- Sorry, I was going to say speaking of better than expected. To defense. To
0: defense. I want to talk about Devontae Malik. Wyatt. Who pulled out the middle name? I did. Now, all last season, Luke and I were begging for more snaps. And with the loss of Mr. Lowry and Mr. Reed, we knew that we were going to see it. And we had heard that Mr. Wyatt was looking good in the preseason, you know, heard that he was looking good in training camp and all this stuff, but we've heard that before. Let's see what happens. In week one, he was an absolute Game wrecker. One and a half sacks. Unfortunately, I don't know the pressures in front of me, but it was four or five, and he wasn't just like straight ahead bull-rushing people. This guy was stunting from the nose tackle all the way around the right tackle and then providing pressure on Justin Fields. I believe he did have like an assisted force fumble on the one that Roswell got picked up.
1: Yeah, I think it was him or Gary. I think it was him and Kenny or something. Yeah, it was a
0: beautiful combination, but Devontae Wyatt looking like an absolute dog i was so impressed with him i mean there's so many guys on defense that i could have led with but he is easily easily one of the players whose production whose development has a massive impact on what this team mm. and what this defense can put in the field and it
1: was oh my god amazing he looked really good he looked like the exact piece we've been missing uh Ever since we got Kenny Clark, pretty much, mm-hmm. he he definitely looks like he can fit that that part, and he, so disruptive, right? I think he just gets through. He's a very aggressive player who's, like I said, very disruptive and can really knife through the offensive line. Like he's not just gonna stand there and take up blocks. And I love that what what that can do for our defense. And I think you brought him up, which is awesome. And you're right; he's gonna be a huge part of this defense, and if we succeed or fail or not as a team. I want to bring up Rashawn Gary. Because Rashawn Gary was so good. He played 12 snaps. It felt like he was on the field every other play, because there was a pressure every other play from Rashawn Gary. I think he had like eight pressures. He legitimately had like seven or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous for the amount of time he was on the field to the impact on the game he had. Not fair. Because he beat Darnell Wright and whoever their left tackle is, all the time. I'm just every time just destroying people. So I can't imagine what a full game of him is going to look like. We're staying right. D-line. I'm sorry, Carl Brooks. You
0: good? You good, Carl Brooks. Kobe Wooden, you good too. Y'all good. Everyone's good.
1: <laughs> Everyone Brooks, on the
0: defensive line looked good. First career sack. Oh, beautiful. Loved it. And you know what's funny? He was like over-the-nose tackle. He was. He was he was right where he belongs. Not linebacker. <laughs> it's right where he belongs. And God, he just it was it was like a, a college highlight tape for him. Same thing. Just using his his quick first step, getting through, good motor. Fields had no chance, baby.
1: It looked beautiful. What else looked beautiful? Lucas Van Ness, right? Our boy Nessie. Whoa, 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 whoa. My boy Nessie. You don't get to claim Lucas Van Ness. We're not gonna do this
0: today. We won't, folks. But Lucas Van Ness—I mean, he was a bit, you know, bit of a slow start preseason, training camp. Yeah, it's wonderful. So. I would have never, in a million years, guessed that he could have tracked down Justin Fields, and Justin Fields didn't think so either when he started nope. scrambling. No chance, and and Nessie just took some like superhuman leap, took a beautiful angle, got him down like it was, there was no chance, and that's. What Edge Usher 3 4? I mean, Justin Hollins and Kingsley and also had great games. They did. The they front did. seven as a whole was outstanding.
1: They looked phenomenal as a group. But that play by Luke Sven Ness, I mean, if you can track down Justin Fields, you can track down anybody. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, that was incredible to watch. It was like, because you see that all the time, right? Where, where uh, outside linebacker, defensive lineman starts chasing a quarterback like that. And the quarterback has time to like, uh oh, throw it out of bounds or I'm just going to turn the corner and get a yard or two and step out or whatever. Justin Fields clearly thought he had that time. Yeah, Nessie claimed his first victim on Sunday. It was awesome to see. Just felt like he teleported over there to tackle Fields. All right, cool. We're good. Phenomenal. Like you said, phenomenal job by the front seven. Let's, uh, let's work our way back. So we talked about the line. Man,
0: oh, man. We got to start with one person. We're going linebacking core. I guess traditional linebackers.
1: We talked about the outside. So the inside backers, yeah.
0: Yeah. Quay so Walker had that pick six, which is probably one of the ugliest pick sixes I've ever seen in my life. It looked like something out of a blooper is real. I
1: think it was one of the best pick sixes I've ever seen.
0: But I don't even want to touch on that too much. What I want to touch on, this is a pretty chippy game.
1: Very chippy, yeah. Wasn't it? There were yeah. a few
0: fights that broke out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know who was nowhere near them?
1: Quay Walker. Quay Walker. Good catch.
0: Talk about a man doing some work in the off season. I mean, doing work on yourself is so important. Just as a whole, you know. And it's only one game. It's a small sample size. But whatever he did, man. Good job, Quay. Good job having some self-discipline. And I think that, you know, they showed the floor and some other guys in the sideline. You heard him talking about it afterwards. Like, just what that man went through. Mm-hmm. You know it was a pretty good player last year and then obviously we, we had the moments and we we're very happy with. and you saw in the Detroit situation how despondent he was and how like, the, the whole NFL world made fun of him for for crying on the sidelines because the man is that emotional like as he walked into the tunnel. And then not only does he I mean yeah, he was playing a wonderful game before that play. yep. And he has that play where he has the heart and he's not going to be denied. And I always love seeing the convoy. And how happy oh, people like Razul God,
1: It's a- the absolute best. And
0: Jair. Like, oh, man. Good for you, Quay Walker. I hope you're okay with your concussion. We'll see if you go against Atlanta. But, like, bravo, brother. You know?
1: I completely agree. And I will talk about the pick six a little bit because I thought it was hilarious in all the best <laughs> ways until he got destroyed by Darnell Wright. But him just, like, bouncing off Roshan Johnson, their, their running back, and then she'd be like, oh, got to go the other way. Flip. <laughs> was hilarious. Uh, You really don't see anything that looks like that in the NFL, where someone just accidentally destroys another human being and then just turns around and goes the other way. Awesome. And you're right. The convoy is always my favorite part, right? You see, all these people that never have to block ever, realistically, they're just willing to do whatever it takes to get that dude in the end zone. And then you got Quay's confidence because he just accidentally trucks someone. <laughs> it's like, you know what I need to do? Like, I, I could get I can get in the end zone probably, right? Like know, yeah. right, this Hulk of a man that's six, seven, three fifty. He's huge. I could probably just kind of dive into the corner. But no, no. I'm gonna lower my shoulder because that's what I need to do as Quay Walker.
0: You, man. You think about you think about the Packers you played with last year, right? Think about the guys who got interceptions last year. Razul right. God. And even, I'll say it, even Darnell Savage, when they get the ball, they uh, they redirect GPS to the end zone. They're going straight. They do. No pit stops, no bathroom breaks, no snacks, no sightseeing. They're going straight to the end zone. And he's like, all right, well, I'm part of the family, so I'm going on this road trip too.
1: It's it, it's phenomenal to watch. I love that. And yeah, we do, you bring up a good point. Our defenders definitely like to get into the end zone. I mean, everybody does, but it feels like we get there a decent amount of time. And it's Different
0: than when you have like a design plan offense, like a screen or something, and you get convoy, you know, you get guys in front, whatever. Cause on the defense, it just feels like a big family.
1: It does, cause they're all in random spots on the field, right? And it's like, okay, we got one job now. Yeah. Get that dude to the end zone. Let's
0: get our boy there. It's it's a it's a brotherhood. It's it's great.
1: I love to see it. I absolutely love to see it. Now in hindsight, I feel a little bad that he kept getting slapped on the head. After he got, he got concussed, yeah. that probably wasn't great.
0: Not not exactly what the doctor would order, no.
1: No, no. But hey, what heart? What heart Quay showed there?
0: Attaboy, Quay. Speaking Love of it. heart, we go back to the next level? Next level. Talking next level. You want to talk about our next level improvement? Absolutely. I don't know if he went and read some philosophy looked himself in the mirror all season, all off season. But Darnell remembered what his last name was, and it is Savage. And Darnell Savage was hit-sticking people all game. Little dump-offs to the running back, no thank you. Little screenplays, no thank you. I'm going to rip right through people. Maybe it's the dreads are a little longer. I always feel like guys with longer dreads hit harder. Just probably some Atari Bigby. uh, I was going to
1: say, he probably watched some Atari Bigby film. He
0: honestly probably did. Maybe they hung out in the offseason. I don't know. (laughs) I'll, uh, I'll, I'll DM Kentrell Bryce. Maybe he's in that Packer, former safety, hard hitter family. There, yeah. I'm sure they all hang out on the weekends. <laughs> I hope they do. I'm going to jump in on those one, sometime. But, uh yeah, man, Darnell Savage, another just great improvement. Now, with him, the question is always consistency. So one week is great. suit he does going forward. Man, oh, man. And you just saw how much of a difference that made because then there wasn't like a perennial weakness. You know?
1: Yeah, it, w- it was really nice to see him play that aggressive again. Yeah. Right, because that's what he seems to be lacking. He seems to really struggle when he has to come from kind of deep center field to come up to make a play. He sucks at it. Yeah. Right? But when you put him up in the box, which is weird, because he he is the prototypical like center field safety. Right. We talked all last season about, though. Athletic-wise. How, but in Maryland,
0: he excelled he wasn't. in the slot. Yeah. yeah, so keep him closer to the line. Get it him works. around
1: the ball. Yes. Right? And he really showed... That aggression that he had in Maryland and, and early on in his career at times, making plays on the ball, hidden people, right? Absolutely love to see it. I will say that I think you talk about weakness or really the only weakness we had. And I, I hate saying this, I really do. There's, There's two people, it was Rudy Ford's tackling, Matt you know, my brother. Yeah, Mom, I know. I know. Yeah, I just I wanted guy. to make sure he was aware. So yeah. that's, that was rough. He had a couple pretty bad missed tackles in the open field. Um He kind of took over the savage role a little bit there. The only good news is it didn't really matter a ton. Here's my hypothesis as to why. Okay. Okay. Right? I'm here for it. I'm Rudy. listen,
0: Rudy. He's a Ford, right? Maybe, maybe in the off season, he wasn't in the ideal conditions. He's just a little
1: rusty. He'll be all right. I got oh faith. Boy. He'll be okay. Just a little rusty. Yeah, like a car. Okay. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what happens to cars when they start to rust? No. We're not going there. The analogy <laughs> is done. I would like... Okay. Don't bring the car The car analogies to the car guy, my man. We
0: we can do that. We're just going <laughs> to limit them when it doesn't behoove me anymore. That's, That's how it right. works. Gonna, we're
1: going to cut them off when they, they stop going your direction. Correct. Understandable. Understandable.
0: I would like to hear you talk about another member of the secondary.
1: Another member of the secondary? I would. Okay.
0: Because one of them who I might have feelings about <laughs> sometimes is hit or miss. But uh I hear that some call him a god and I, I feel like he kind of looked that way.
1: I, you are absolutely right. Rasul looked great. He had that fumble recovery, obviously.
0: Big that blood. was another this isn't real moment.
1: I know. Uh, he also had the... The pass breakup in the end zone against Cole Komet. Which, by the way, that was a dumb play. <laughs> Once again, watch QB school. Um, Chateel Sullivan kind of just makes fun of Cole Komet on that play. It's like, why would you throw that to him, of all people? And with
0: that guy covering
1: him. Right. Like, maybe with Jair, you can just throw a jump ball. Because Cole Komet's way bigger than him. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good idea, but, like, philosophy-wise, yeah, that more sense. Yeah, I get it. Sense. Throw it up
0: to the big guy. You know, Jimmy's and Joe's, not right. X's and O's. Sure.
1: Right. But, yeah, Dumb play, but then Rasul just like, bam, nope, pass deflection.
0: And he had a couple of those also screen play blowups. He did. Because he apparently did.
1: Jair's rubbing off on everybody. Bears only have like three plays they can call, and screens are two of them. Yeah, they're so weird, man. And they're they're just like lack of wanting to get DJ Moore involved it makes no sense. Because if of all people on that entire team, who's the one person you would want to throw a screen to?
0: Roshan Johnson.
1: I'm kidding, it's DJ Moore. It's 100% week. DJ Moore. He's made for that. He's a yards-after-catch monster. And with the screen game?
0: Once we saw in the first quarter that Chase Claypool did not want to play, why <laughs> would you not give it up to the blocking god that is Aquinemian St. Brown? Like,
1: actually, it's, though. It's a good question. They also relied on uh, Robert Tunyon to uh, be a lead blocker on one of those, which is like, if you'd... Mm, not his strong suit. Not no, his strong suit. I don't
0: remember seeing... I think his name is Mercedes.
1: Yeah, why wasn't he out there more? That makes no sense. Because the Bears just did not want to win. They just
0: just didn't want to win. I don't know why. After all that shit talk and being all confident, they just didn't want to win. And obviously, uh, they were successful in not winning.
1: Which was beautiful. One more position group. JR had a good game, by the way. JR looked like yeah. Nixon was fine, too. Yeah, Nixon, Nixon was all right. I think he had a screen blow up as well i'm pretty sure he did yeah pretty much the entire team had a screen blow up it's nice when that's every play run against you you could just collect quite a few of them let's talk about people that kick footballs i was mm-hmm. gonna say kicker and then i was like nah not nah. kind of want to bring up uh mr daniel as well could have said we fence but i know you wanted to specifically talk about them yeah mr Carlson hit a what 50 something 52 something like that He's on a hot streak. It could have been good from, I don't know, like 97 or something. (laughs) Like, he boomed it. Boomed it. And I know, was it you or was it JP that kind of brought up like, okay, calm down. It's one kick. I'm like, hey, with the inconsistency he showed for his first actual real honest to God kick to be 50 plus yards in Soldier Field, and he just bombs it straight down the middle. What more can you ask for? Yeah, he's going to miss kicks, obviously. But that tells me it's there right in training camp he missed a ton of kicks he was missing kicks short he was like four of eight some days yeah right so it's like i just want to same. it's almost kind of to a lesser degree the same as jordan love like i just want to see it mm-hmm. right i want to see what that good looks like because i know it's not going to be every kick i know it's not going to be every throw for jordan but i just want to know it's there and we can work on consistency and, and bringing it out more frequently man that was a thing of beauty and kicking all those touchbacks, oh, love
0: it! I'm pretty sure it was JP. I would have to look through the text messages, but I don't think I probably said anything negative on Sunday. Yeah, don't
1: temper my excitement about kickers, man.
0: I was a pretty happy camper. I have no idea why, but I was I was feeling pretty good. Daniel Whelan looked good. Yeah, he had yeah. some nice punts. First Irish-born player. In I think so. Yeah, how many years Irish? Scottish. Which I'm happy for. I always get those confused, which is so bad, but I just do. He's
1: Irish. He's Irish. He's okay. Irish. Uh, Jane Reed, not a kicker, but we fence. He had a great punt return. He did. He looks explosive. He does. He looks like an honest-to-God natural back there.
0: He's just someone that, however we can get the ball in his hands, good things are going to happen. Do you
1: know who else was a really good punt returner?
0: I'm waiting. Antonio Brown. Whew.
1: Elite punt returner. Weird. Now,
0: just checking real quick. Yeah. Vontaze Perfect. Is he on the Raiders or is he retired?
1: I think he's gone.
0: Who's the dirtiest player in the league right now? Is there anybody? and Dominic
1: even... Sue. He's still playing? Or Aaron Donald. Yeah. It's got to be one of those two.
0: I first don't know if Sue is playing. And Aaron Donald, uh, I don't know he's if he's ever taken someone's head off.
1: He's tried. It just happened to be Elda Jenkins. So, like, good luck with that, bud. But, but, there's, but...
0: there's a difference between, like, offensive linemen and, and fighting in the trenches and how much, like, velocity you can have. Yeah. yeah you can still be malicious, but. Just the situation with Antonio Brown and Burfecht, you're not going to have that with a alignment. No. No. So let's just hope there's no guys that show up in the league that are going to be Vontaze-like.
1: I, I think we've probably ruled most of them out at this point. We'll see what the future holds. Let's see what the future holds. And speaking of the future. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the future. As in a couple days from now. We
0: go to Atlanta to play the, I believe, the 1-0 and Falcons. They beat Carolina.
1: They did. In week one. In
0: kind of an ugly game. Atlanta is not a team that you would think we have a whole bunch of history with, but this is a team, not specifically this team, but the Falcons in general. I mean, you got uh, part of the Super Bowl run was in Atlanta. You had- Jermon
1: Williams pick six, right? You got the- Ladarius-Gunter game. That's what we're going to call it. hmm. I feel so bad for that guy. I always do when I think about that. Julio would always destroy us. Um, And he was corner six. Yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah. He's not supposed to be out there. Nope. Um, then he ran like a 4.740 or eight like some stupid slow. wasn't his against fault. Against Julio. wasn't his fault. Uh, if we want to talk about bad history, we got that Mike Vick playoff game. You know what's funny? Which that broke was, our streak. I was thinking about
0: that this morning. Like, that was the first Packer playoff game I can remember watching the entire thing. Me too. Me too. It was my birthday.
1: No, oh, yeah, not a good present. It
0: was not a good present.
1: Not a good present at all.
0: That KGB play is still unbelievable. Where he like had him dead to rights. Let him go, so it would be a penalty, and then Victor just runs around like it's nothing. And that was a pretty good Packers defense. That was linebackers were weak, but sharper. McKenzie you might have had Harris at that point. I'm not positive, but KGB, Campman, Cledius Hunt, you might have had what's left of Gilbert Brown, but I'm not positive. That's solid. Amon Green, Donald Driver, you don't need anything else. How nope. those teams didn't do more is beyond me, but we'll stop that. Anyway, some of you are getting tired <laughs> of that. So the Atlanta Falcons. Similar to how they were constructed last year. Interesting team. Very interesting team. Very run heavy. You got Bijan, top 10 draft pick, absolute stud. This guy- He's incredible. Kind of reminds me of Ricky Williams, honestly. Also from Texas. Okay. I could could
1: see that. The whole offense runs through him. He's the best running back prospect since Saquon. Agreed. And he's similar to Saquon.
0: And then they have a very good number two, my boy, Tyler Allgaier. What did I call him? The
1: Alligator. The
0: Alligator. <laughs> he just chomps up yards, baby. I forgot that was his nickname. That's yep. pretty good. Yep. Uh, so you got you got two very good running backs. You got Kyle Pitts, who's an absolute athletic freak tight
1: end, but they never throw him the ball. Which makes absolutely no sense, by the way. Their entire offense doesn't really make sense, actually, you, besides Des- giving Bijan the ball. Desmond
0: Ritter, also known as the Riddler by <laughs> yours truly. <laughs> He yeah, had like 12 or 14 yards, 12
1: or 14, like 120 yards passing last week. That's pretty much all he does, right? Quarterback out of Cincinnati, this is his second year. Um, A little quick. A little quick, but like they don't really use that. Really, it's, Just, Nassi, be careful. Beware. Yeah, just, just be aware on the outside. Um, game manager at this point. Yeah, uh, I mean, they are just,
0: more. they are not quiet about who they are. It's simple. We're going to go pistol. We're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. We're going to occasionally use play action.
1: We're going to ignore our playmakers outside mm-hmm. because we drafted them super highly for absolutely no reason.
0: Mm-hmm. They do. They do. Kyle Pitts, Drake London. They do have some guys on offense that can't hurt Sir. you. Other than Bijan, What?
1: Sir. Sir what? How dare you? How dare you what? How dare you forget the oh, biggest no. playmaker on this team? Shut your mouth. Don't even the say it. Don't even I will biggest walk out. Playmaker I will on this walk team. out. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know exactly who you're talking <laughs> about. He doesn't even play. Sir. Scotty Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which we have a history with, which is I'm glad he's no longer on the Buccaneers. But
0: yeah, so for those of you who don't know, because you aren't as crazy as Luke and I. Luke decided to bring up Scotty Miller, who was the wide receiver who uh, took the go route from Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game, Against which Kevin was the, the difference maker, Kevin King. But also, right it was the hat. wrong defense, and Will Redmond was not in position, as he was not so much of the time.
1: Correct. Uh, now that he's passed that in his career, and he's getting no touches on Atlanta, though, I can talk about how he's from Barrington, same as Nessie.
0: You were talking about him being from Barrington even when he
1: hey, destroyed dude, our hearts. He's a short little speedy wide receiver from Barrington. Like at I, I got some love for that. After what he did to us. You can
0: still have love I, for that I had man. I some love
1: for that man before what he did to us. So, and then know, just,
0: after what he did to us, you should have no love for that man.
1: I got some now. It's not his fault he was on that team. He got drafted there, man. He could have dropped the it's ball. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. I'm not going to blame him.
0: You're choosing forgiveness? I'm not. I'm gonna be the bigger man here. I'm not gonna go receipts 2.0 today, but I'm. I'm not. No sir. <laughs> Defensively, they got they got some okay pieces. You got Calais Campbell, who's 45 and still playing. Jesse Bates, they're a oh, big right. they free agent acquisition. He had two picks of the rookie last week. Uh, Mr. Bryce Young, I believe, was the one in Carolina. Yep. And they were both very similar coverage, where it looks like they're in cover one, so you're your man across the board, and then you have a safety. You usually have one kind of. They're both in the middle. One's a little higher than the other. I believe he was playing the higher one, but it was essentially the same route twice receivers running 12 to 15 yard ends. And he just breaks on the ball. We have discussed in this offense with Jordan love, as opposed to Aaron Rodgers, we are more prone to throwing the ball across the middle. Cause Aaron nope. was not because of things precisely like that. I am sure that Jordan and the floor have gone over the film and seen how Jesse Bates breaks on the ball. At least he is by far their best player on defense. You also have A.J. Terrell, who's pretty good. Yeah, I was
1: going to say that secondary is their strength.
0: But you you just look and you remember, okay, where is he? He's the guy you got to know where he is every single play. Maybe throw away from him. Just make sure you're watching him. They also do have former Detroit Lion Jeff Okuda. Yep. Could yep. be the little redemption story guy with good athletic profile, but just couldn't quite put it all together.
1: Yeah, never made it work opposite Slade there. They have... They have a lot of talent in that secondary, they really do. So I think it's going to be interesting playing them. Like you said, I think we we try to attack those linebackers a lot more in the middle of the field. I don't oh, feel great if Christian Watson's out again. I was saying, be careful
0: attacking the middle
1: of the field. Oh, I, yes and no. I think short middle, you're fine. Pick on the linebackers. See where he is. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But we can do the same kind of stuff. I think it would work even better that we did to uh, TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds because they're much better overall linebackers and coverage linebackers than what we're going to be playing. And we'll say, Troy Anderson. Is out. Is he? Oh, thank God. Yep. He is like
0: <laughs> the best budget linebacker man. He's like 90 speed. Dude's a problem.
1: From Montana State. He's a dude. He is a dude. But yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he's out, so we don't have to worry about it. That's part of part of why I think the middle is probably a good bet. Okay, good call. Uh, it, it should be interesting. I think very similar to last week, our strengths will have to be the offensive and defensive line. I think we can push them around a little bit. Um, I don't think the 75-year-old Calais Campbell is going to be that big of a problem, honestly. But outside of that, I think that's where their weakness lies. That's where we need to attack. to say it now.
0: I'm hitting my Admiral Akbar button trap oh yeah for sure because this is a team that can run the ball down our throat yep and if we aren't physical up front and if we you know have a turnover or just are a little slow to start this is a team you know they get a touchdown they get the ball back can establish the run control the ball not allow jordan love to get in a rhythm this is not a team that we should be thinking we should just roll over i would expect us to win but don't take them lightly
1: Completely agree. I think they're gonna play a lot of ball control. Um, it's gonna be a short game, I think. Yeah, a lot of at clock. like two o'clock. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up. Just, do you know who their backup tight end is? Johnny Smith. Yeah, that's a crazy athletic tight end group.
0: Yeah, but he like fell off the side of a planet, bro.
1: Oh, it doesn't matter how good your tight end is if you don't throw to him. They have Kyle Pitts and they don't care.
0: Yeah, it's a very athletic room, but they they, don't they're not use gonna them. use them, so
1: it doesn't really matter. They have very odd play calling on offense. I mean, it's good because they can just run the ball like crazy, given they have two very good running backs. One great, one good. But, man, it's just weird they don't use any of their weapons. They it's just, just weird. They run a lot of play action. Spider 2 wide banana, baby. How does Drake London not get a single catch week
0: one? He's like 6'5". Just throw him up. Just throw up the ball. That's what I'm saying. Like, how?
1: At Whatever. At, it's weird. Well, They're going to play a lot of ball control, though.
0: Well, are you really surprised, though? When you're playing the Riddler, there's going to be mysteries. There's going to be things oh we're God. just not sure about, bro.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right. So, what do you think happens this game? I want I want a prediction. I want to make this a thing this year. Let's get some pre- predictions out there.
0: Can we pause first and talk injuries?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should because those definitely go into it.
0: I did not check the report before we came in. So, we got you, got you. Thank I you. I got sir. you.
1: Okay. David Bakhtiari has not practiced all week. Yeah, and it we don't matter. care because yeah. he's gonna play he probably there's a good chance he doesn't practice like all year okay uh Quay Walker questionable mm-hmm. he d- was a limited participant on Friday
0: big stuff he has to play it's okay yeah
1: yeah I th- I think this is not a hmm. I
0: mean they are, they are a, a very strong running game but I believe in Isaiah and also also ooh, 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 before you before you go there mm-hmm. not having Quay Walker this game would hurt a lot. It's going to hurt a lot less than not having Quay Walker last year.
1: Very true. I would say very true. But against Bijan, I want as many freaks out there as we got. You know. Fair. He made some people look silly on his little touchdown catch last week. He didn't meet Nessie. He did not meet Nessie. Uh, we got Christian Watson, who was a limited participant, also questionable. But okay. that's progress from last week. He's probably going to play as my guy. It looks like he probably will. It looks like Quay probably will, too, honestly. Okay. Uh, Aaron Jones, questionable, did not participate on Friday. That's not good. Emmanuel Wilson, it's your time. Maybe, or just more Patrick Taylor. Oh, yeah. Because Emmanuel Wilson didn't get the ball. Patrick Taylor, Patrick Taylor did.
0: Was Emmanuel Wilson even activated? I think he was. We kept four backs for game day? That seems inappropriate. I, I
1: don't know what to tell you, man. Okay, continue. Uh, well, that's it. It's okay. Just, it's just those guys. Really, so... Happy, it's it's a mis, mixed bag, bittersweet. Happy because it looks like, well, obviously, David, we're not even going to bring him up in the future unless he's out because he's fine, right? Quay, probably going to go. Christian, I think, is going to go. Aaron, I don't think is going to go.
0: 27-17, Bijan has two touchdowns. He's someone that it doesn't matter how good your defense is, he's going to get his. He's going to make us look stupid a few times. No, it's going to be not quite the level of like old AP, but when you have a back that good, he's just going to be a difference maker, and that's okay. Just don't let the Riddler fool us with some of his puzzles. We'll be all right. Christian Watson probably gets a 45- to 50-yard touchdown. Romeo Dobbs continues to look good. Patrick Taylor, 45 yards rushing. What about Dylan? 68 and a
1: touchdown. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna go lower scoring. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: I'm gonna go thirteen. I think Young Ho Kim gets a couple field goals. On yep. top of a touchdown. Whoa, whoa, touch whoa! Shot. No, 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 no! It's Young Ho Ku. Oh, my bad. You're you're 100 right. You're 100 right. Show some respect on the name. Uh, He's great kicker. Um, thirteen. I'm gonna go 13-20 three i think we get a fair amount of Anders carlson this game i think we struggled to punch it in so that's two touchdowns three field goals yeah does he go three for three or does he miss one i think he missed one three four
0: are we saying it's like a like a little or like an oof miss
1: i think a little i okay. think a little i'm gonna be optimistic i'm gonna go let's say jordan love 263 passing yards I like how specific we're being. <laughs> you might as well. Right? I just felt like to be obnoxious and do it. I'm just making up numbers, essentially at this point. So, two hundred sixty-three passing yards, one touchdown. Lucas Van Ness, half a sack. Oh, okay, okay. I like that half a sack. Who's going to get the other half?
0: It'll be uh, it'll be Devontae Wyatt with another one and a half.
1: Oh, I like that. Run the year with three total. That'd be cool. That'd be nice.
0: I feel it. Yeah, man.
1: I like it. I like it. Um. I like what you said about Christian Watson. I think if you get him on Okuda, especially, I think we can we can cook with that a little bit. Okuda you know? or Okukta? exactly. I th- I think he's going to eat a little bit. I'm going to say Romeo gets another touchdown. I think he starts strong this year. I think he does. I mean, having
0: Christian Watson back is only going to help him. And now, oh yeah, that Jaden Reed guy's a problem. Just it's a double edged sword when I mean, these guys have success because then teams have to game plan for them. But then guess what? Teams have to game plan for them. Which is a good thing. So then you realize, like, oh, I'm just going to stay with Romeo. Oh, there's Jaden Reed. Oh, ooh, ooh, what do I do? Oh, that's a
1: touchdown. Oh, unfortunate. I want to say Jair gets a pick, but I don't know if they're going to throw very often. So it's kind of hard. But I'm going to go Jair gets a pick. I I think he baits the Riddler.
0: I know that I'm going to sound like a homer, but I'm just going to back my boy up. Because Razul was talking about Riddler and saying that he hasn't thrown a pick yet. Now, we're talking matchups. We don't always match up man perfectly, right? But I would hope that we would have Razul on the side that Drake London's on. Drake London is decently fast, but he's not Jalen Waddle. No. Big frame guy. You want Razul on him. If they get down late, get a little desperate, or depending on where you put Kyle Pitts, Razul isn't a bad option there either.
1: Completely agree. Better than Rudy Ford. We could probably just leave him uncovered, and we'd be fine. No, I don't want to do that. I don't, want to do,
0: I don't want to be watching sports and be like, oh, look, the Falcons finally found Kyle Pitts. That's true. Because the Packers couldn't find him.
1: That's true. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I, I think we get out of this. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. I think we got get out of here with a win.
0: A win's a win. That's all I care about. I just want to keep on smiling, and all my coworkers are upset because the Bears suck, and uh, it makes me a happy man.
1: Absolutely. I do want to bring up one final thing before we go. Okay. We now have a social media manager. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, yeah, man.
0: We are popping.
1: We are. We are. So please go follow us on Instagram at of Shared Curtain or Facebook, of Shared Curtain, or email us if you have any questions, concerns, or comments at Curtain at gmail.com. <laughs> Devin's just shaking his head, putting his head in his hands over there, but that's okay. Feel free. Love to hear from you.
0: And at some point here, we'll probably start a merchandise website. Ooh, I like it. I mean, I, I'm sure that the lovely manager that we have on our social media platforms could totally get on that.
1: 100% 100% we, we can make this happen
0: Alright so maybe for next episode we'll start sending links and shit
1: Oh boy okay Let's got do a it. Week, Got a week to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> We will have six shirts priced at
0: <laughs> More uh, very specific
1: Yeah limited limited edition 100 bucks pop <laughs> So are we signing them? Sure yeah
0: absolutely What would your I would say like Devin Rosul God Like what would your little thing be? <laughs> I don't know I got a week to think about it You better all righty, folks. Until next time. Go back. Go. Go back. Go.